This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rumashes Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. But how many times can you draw a penis? I mean, oh, according to him, how many penises do you want to see, Ryan? That's the question. <laughs> Did you guys know it is Earth Day, 2020? Yarp. Happy birthday, Earth Day. Or Earth. Happy birthday. Well, I don't know if it's Earth's birthday. It's just Earth Day. It's definitely not Earth's birthday. I can say that with very much confidence. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> I don't think it's Earth's birthday. I don't know how we would have that documented. As t- Who else was at that party? <laughs> I'm confused. Well, your anus. He's a real asshole. <laughs> no, Earth, during Earth's birthday, it passed right by your anus. Oh, <laughs> God, that's horrible. <laughs> Even Ryan gave me a no on that one. Mm, that's a solid no. Um, a friend of mine over like looked into flights and has permanently been monitoring like cheap flights. Ten dollars and no. fifty cents to fly no. to Cleveland, Ohio. Who wants to go to Cleveland? <laughs> no one. Wants. That's why we Cleveland will pay you $10 to go there. Yeah, that's why we monitor this, because it's like the least interesting place to go to. <laughs> Good evening, craft beer. My name is Donnie. This is the Brewmasters Club podcast, Craft Beers and Geek News. We're talking about national stories, local flavors, and our favorite geeky nuggets of pop culture. Who could speak about these wonderful topics besides myself? Hi, Donnie here. And uh, Mr. Ragai, Brewboy813, how are you, sir? I'm doing fairly good tonight. Uh, played a little bit of Cats vs. Dog Monopoly. If you've never played it, I suggest me, yow, highly Ugh. that you go and buy it. Really a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, doing good. That's good. I have Indiana Jones Monopoly. It comes in like a sweet Ark of the Covenant case. It's awesome. Um, also, third co-host, this commentary man, Mr. Lossman, how are you? Hey, doing awesome. Had a fantastic day. I'm essential and went into work, and it was awesome. It was a good day. Sweet. Well, that's great. Uh, you're, hey, buddy, you're essential in this three-way <sighs> essential podcast, okay? I appreciate that. Every time I say I'm essential, everyone, I just, it comes off pompous, and I'm like, no, I don't want to go either. Like, I would much rather stay home, but... I guess I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only more pompous thing would be if you drove like a Prius into work every day or something, just because oh. gas is, you know, like a dollar fifty. Um, you're telling me it's real uncomfortable to have to go back in to get my change. I'm like, it didn't take all of thirteen dollars. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's happened three times in the past two weeks. <laughs> well, I hope you're, you've got your sanitizer on hand and your mask on your face at least. I got a backpack sprayer that. I'm ready to rock, dude. I just psh, straight torch. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, yes. This is officially what week seventeen. Who knows? COVID nineteen. I don't know what it is. Ah, <laughs> uh, just wow, put. Is it really? Yeah. Well, no, it's not seven. Is it seventeen? I, I don't think it's been seventeen, but it's. I mean, I don't think I've left my house in like five or six weeks now. So like, this has been nuts. Yeah. Try doing that with five hundred and fifty square feet. <laughs> now that yeah. 
is less fun. <laughs> hey, but you know what you could always do is just lock yourself in an even smaller room, maybe a closet, Whoa. and just see how that tries, <laughs> tries way, on. Way ahead of you there, champ. Oh, jeez. Oh, yep, this is my new office closet. It's a clothis. Oh, clothis. You didn't want to go with alls it? Alls it? <laughs> Uh, all it takes is one shitty name. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, as we start off every show, we've got a lot to get into tonight, but we start off every show with what are you drinking? What are you going to drink? Let's start off with you specifically, Mr. Lousman, because you are the party boy here that's back on the wagon after being off for a whole week due to uh, work constraints. What are you drinking on, man? So I went, so I was talking to Babs tonight and was talking about kind of the craft beer industry and I was like, man, I was like, so many craft, you know, breweries are going to be struggling and stuff and I just don't want to, I don't like seeing that. No one does. And so I said, you know what? I said, screw it. And so as soon as I got close to my house, I pulled over and I online ordered a growler to go, which was the first time I've done this. And um, it was from Swan Brewing here in Lakeland, Florida. And I got my favorite. I got my favorite that I always get when I'm there and I got a whole growler of it. And it was so cool. Um, so I've got the, uh, the straight out of Lakeland and it's a Sweet. 7% ABV, um, IPA, pretty awesome, pretty cool caramel notes, um, on the gal- on the Nick scale, it's a, uh, it's great, um, uh, not just in it's good, <laughs> Oh, the great boy, yeah, nice. it's one of my favorites and it's my go-to at my favorite brewery, so, you know, yada, 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 love it, absolutely love it, um, but the cool part that I thought... Um, needed to be mentioned was they still allowed the food trucks to be able to be like there's only a spot for one but they allowed them to, to come up and just kind of try and like get on social media and stuff like that and um, and get the word out that they're available so uh, while I was waiting for my uh, my growler I got uh, I got a whole thing of chicken and waffles for uh, for Babs so Nice. Pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah, and they, they both thanked me for supporting local, and I was like, dude, I'll be back next I'll week. Back I didn't know it was like this. Curbside growlers? That's awesome. Yeah, but we've been talking about that for, for weeks now. I mean, that's that's yeah. what it is. It's the only way you can support your local breweries to go by and, and literally pick it up. So I uh, salute you, sir, for uh, you know supporting a local business. Absolutely. They're the best. I love you, Swan. But... Yeah, sounds like Swan good Schwan. idea. Schwan. Both of those. Ugh. Those jokes. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Brood Boy, do you got anything interesting that you're uh, sipping on this evening? Yeah, so I am um, trying to be a little more health conscious. I think you may have gotten a little carried Don't away. tell me you're on the claw again. Yeah, are you drinking a salad? <laughs> no, I didn't go that, that far. Yeah, okay. Jeez, give me a chance to explain myself. I just want to know how you drink Jump a salad. down my throat. <laughs> what kind of podcast do you think this is? Yeah. Crafted Salad Podcast. Oh, um, no, <laughs> don't spit your beer out. Swan Romaine Calm, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. That was great. That was well done. Clap, 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 Do you just clap, sit clap. on the shitter every every day and just like, I could come up with this. Oh, I need one for No, Romaine. all he thinks about is ways that he can burn you, Ryan. No. <laughs> I guess I'm pretty easy target. <laughs> You're a fun one, though. You're a sweet boy, Ryan. Yeah. You're a sweet boy. That's, that's your problem. <laughs> Oh, man, I'd say my face is glowing, but I think it's a reflection of this red shirt I'm wearing. Um, No, so, uh, like I said, um, actually, you know, with COVID-19, being at home, eating eating okay, the pita chips kind of got the best of me, but um, went back to the the silo 
from um, Goose Island. It's only 3%, I know, but it's got 98 calories, and it's a IPA. You can't really tell the difference. It's just nice. It's not silo. It's it's so it's so low, Fuck. isn't it? I was I'm dyslexic. <laughs> what? I reviewed that I think like like three episodes ago. <laughs> no, it is solo. It is solo. I think yeah, that's right. We did talk about it. Yeah. But um, yeah. it, my gas station had a 15 pack for like 14 bucks. So I was like, I'll so did that. you? Because I know when I reviewed it, you didn't have it on hand with you. But like, do you do you get the gist? Like, is it is it? I didn't. I felt like it was just lacking something. It was like a like a like a. Um, like a beer that was made without gluten. It's like it just missed something. It was like a weird swing and a miss. I don't know. What do, what do you think about it? Crack it up. Let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, live on the cast. It's foaming. Hold on. <laughs> Holding. The suspense is killing me. Yeah, Holtzman, what do you think? <laughs> Two back in later at 11. <laughs> I don't really know if it's, I mean, because it is hoppy. I don't really know if it's missing anything other than, you know, a higher alcohol, but. Yeah, it's not higher. When you get down, it's like 3% alcohol. When you get down to the end of that can, you let me know. Because what I noticed is that, yeah, it starts off okay. And then by the time you're done with it, like, I wanted to be done with this way long ago. Shouldn't backwash. Well, all right. Either (laughs) that or it might be missing that boozy taste. I mean, sometimes you associate that, yeah? I I don't even think it's boozy. I just think it's missing something. Like the, the, you know, like gluten-free beers, there's some of them that are pretty good, but there's one Redbridge that that AB makes, and it's just horrible. And it's like the second you taste it, it's like, okay, I can drink this. And by the time you get halfway through it, you're like, nope, can't drink this. And that's what I felt with the the so low cow, whatever it was called. Yeah, locale. I don't know. Whatever. I like it. It's refreshing. As as a matter of fact, I'd rather if I'm gonna go out on a boat or well, I haven't done that for a while. But if I'm gonna be around friends, haven't done that for a while either. Um, <laughs> Good boy. If you're gonna do laundry by yourself, you know what? Go. I don't really know when is it. Right right now in my life, I don't know when an appropriate time would be to actually drink this beer if I was going out. But if I was gonna go out in the middle of summer, I would like to drink something that is still craft. Got the IPA, three yeah. percent. I can drink a little bit yeah. more than your average Bud Light drinker, and still be standing at the end of the day, but still have that craft sort of uh, mix. If, if well, you've got mix. a fundamental problem though, because Goose Island is owned by Budweiser, and a Bud Select is only three more calories than your so low calorie beer, and it's actually four point two percent alcohol. So therefore, you've got a regular strength beer. Three, three more calories, and it's made with the same manufacturer. So I get what you're saying if it was truly craft. But if you're going for craft, I would go elsewhere, in craft, my opinion. Craftier, and, and it's also hoppier. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like a beautiful so, idea. So just, what you're saying is this is just really over-hopped Bud Light that's not as strong? Bud Select, yeah. Oh, well, Select. Bud Light is 110 calories. Bud Select is 98. That is 93. We just so. found out their secret. <laughs> oh, boy. That's why the gas station was offloading it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's fine though. I, I do. But we had we had so like even five or six. I think it was one of our January episodes. We I was saying like this is a weird trend that started before this COVID thing. It was like these low alcohol craft beers, and I think that is a unique trend, and I think that it will continue specifically as we get out of this thing. Um, I don't know why that would you know this will make any difference on it, but I do think for 2020 a trend was low alcohol craft beers. So I would be interested to see as more and more like Lakeland Brewery and, and other folks make it. I would be interested to see what what comes out of it. So I encourage everybody to try it. I mean, really, I mean, it made by AB or whatever. It's a trend and it's coming, and it's like you said, 
if you're out there mowing the grass or like I spent, I told you guys yesterday, I spent five hours in the yard digging up sprinkler heads. Like I was so exhausted and I, I couldn't drink anything besides water or like near water, which would have been that, you know, that locale, that low solo beer or whatever it was. So um, I do encourage you to try it because I, I think that that's a wave that's coming. I just think that Goose Island's got a good one. I think, you know, the um, the Sequench is another one that they say is low-calorie craft. So I think just try them out, see see what happens, and, and maybe we'll find one that we do like. Or a couple that we like. Yeah. I don't have anything interesting. I just have the New Belgium uh, Voodoo Ranger because it was on sale at Publix. I was there um, at nice. 8 this morning buying toilet paper because <laughs> I was able to find some. If you guys can't find any, go to Publix at 8 a.m. It's um, it's great. Aren't you, <laughs> you supposed you to let the it. old people shop first? From seven to eight, it's the old wow. people's social hour or non-social hour, I guess. Um, from eight to seven p.m. or whatever, they're open for business. So, um, I went there immediately after the old person happy hour got out, and uh, and yeah. But we all know Voodoo Ranger. It's a it's a fantastic IPA. It's it's a great beer. I almost got. Did you guys see that our unofficial sponsor? Sierra Nevada had a hundredth anniversary edition come out this year. Jeez, Jeez. that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know if it's like the I think it was the five hundredth like batch or special beer. I'm not sure what it was. I didn't get it because it was like nineteen bucks for a twelve pack, which is kind of crazy. But um, this was only like thirteen dollars because it was on super sale. So, uh, New Belgium Food Ranger, good ass beer. I completely I agree. agree. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Um, in terms of my Laos review, it's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's juicy it's it's juicy it's hoppy it's got a really smooth finish it's it's got a nice warm to it it's like 7.2 or something um very piney very citrusy but again just a great nice easy to drink ipa i don't know if i just love voodoo ranger i've had a million of them so um i just really like them so i got nothing much to say about it nothing new at least only good only things good. i like it i like it yeah um, okay, anything else on the horizon? Ryan, you brewed a beer on Friday. You want to talk about that? I did. It was my first one in seven months, I want to say. Wow. Oof. Yeah. Took a little it's like hiatus. riding a bicycle, or did you totally muck it up? The only thing I forgot the entire process, which I had everything was down water. packed. Yeah, right. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> I forgot the hops. Oh, no. <laughs> I forgot the hops. <laughs> um,. Was so I've got a cylinder that sits in the pot and hangs on the side to throw the hops into. I had it clean and sterilized, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we got to do this like now." And um, the only thing I forgot to do was on the first hop edition, I forgot to actually put the cylinder into the boiling oh, pot. No. And uh, but it, it it was okay. That was only a little bit of the hop. I think I added half ounce of tetanig, half the ounce of uh, uh, saws for the first hop edition. So the second hop edition got that. And then we added a little bit of coriander, and we added a little bit of rosemary, which was really nice because... Wow. Um, At what stage in the boil? We, um... I can't tell that. That's trade secrets, Donnie. Oh, just <laughs> Was it, like, most of the way through? Was it, like, halfway? Was it towards the end? Uh, you know. Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. A chef never reveals his true secrets. Listen here, Willy Wonka. No one's going to steal your candy recipe, okay? Hey, like, not on this show. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. You know, you never know. Not till after you've made your millions can you let others brew it. You know what I mean? Well, when you make a million dollars and it generates off a leak and in information from this show, you can sue my pants off. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
<laughs> but I did. I will tell you, I did reach out to our good friend Chris over at Six Ten. Want to give him a little shout out because um, it was it was actually Phil's idea to brew with coriander, and I was like, coriander, uh, we need we need something else to balance that out. I really want something fresh and zesty and uh, with you know a little bit of spice. So we used rosemary, and I said, hey, here's our idea: five gallon, five and a half gallon boil, whatever uh, uh, brew, and you know. Uh, you know, pitched it to him and he sent back. And he's like, actually, those flavors would work really well together. And he actually gave me the ratio of how much I should use for that. So that shout out to Chris. Thank you very much. Because at the end of the boil, everything chilled down. And right before we put it into the, um, the fermenter, we had a little taste. And both Phil and I were just like, man, if this ferments the way I think it's going to ferment, this flavor is going to be f- fucking perfect. So, so, so did you, did you like roast it at all or did you just, cause it's got like what, like a cilantro type of flavor coriander does? Um, that's a very hard thing to peg. I never actually have, to my knowledge, cooked or used coriander just like, oh, well, let me try coriander and go with that. Yeah. Right. Um, off but, your herb rack. You yeah, didn't but, grab it off the herb <laughs> rack. <laughs> um, Oh, so here, here's a funny story, too. Loss is coming up with all these jokes, and he's not letting them out, and he's just cracking himself up. <laughs> you can you can intervene at any point, please. Uh, yeah, I please, Loss, please. I just don't want to so, cut you off so hard, but You should. Um, you know, it's it was really hard to describe the, the, the... It's really hard to describe the flavor of coriander, but it has nice herbal essence spice to it. Real, real fresh, actually. I wasn't An expecting herbal that. herbal essence spice? You've been drinking a lot of shampoo these days, huh? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's the best he had. Um, no. <laughs> oh, Wicked burn back. I will tell How you that this. How that feel, Ugh. You know, I, Rope burn on your hands. Shout out is to the lady who I don't know her name uh, at Publix. <laughs> shout out to yeah, lady. Phil. Phil bought this the uh, the herbs and spices, if we will. And he went to Publix. He picked up some beer. But he, he was walking around the store. And he asked one of like the random employees at Publix. And he goes... You know, I'm uh, looking for for this spice coriander, and I, I don't really know what I'm looking for. Should I get ground coriander? Should I get you know non-ground coriander? Whatever. And the lady goes like, uh, "Are you brewing a beer?" And she, Whoa! And he was like, "How did you know?" <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, "You want the non-ground? It's over there." <laughs> and he was shocked. <laughs> he was yeah. completely shocked. So. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I hope it turns out really good. I hope it, it fits between the eight percent and nine percent that I planned it out for. So what was it? Was it a regular ale? I'm trying to understand the mm. flavor addition. So what was the what Belgium was the base? Belgium is Belgium. where we're going for. Yeah. So Belgium wheat, like a Belgium, like nope. a like a okay. No, nope. used uh, so I used the best yeasty, pale ale, bready, doughy kind of Belgium with a nice herbal essence on the end. Yeah, because so so just to, just to paint the full picture from what I understand of those two flavors, and that's why I was asking so many questions. So like. You've got your Belgium, which is already going to have that that doughy kind of like like mouthfeel and that doughy flavor. Then you've got a little coriander, which again is like cilantro. So imagine your your Mexican foods that have like that limey kind of you know citrus kind of tartness. And then you throw thyme on there, and, and thyme's almost like um like a mint. So it's going to get a very like minty, limey on top of that Belgium kind of yeasty. It might be it might be a very unique. Very tasty beer, but I, I do I I am interested to see how that turns out. So. Me too. It's already four days fermenting. It's the the pump action that that you get first couple of days is already settled down. Little pumps here and there, the CO two coming out, but it should be ready in the next nice. uh, I don't know five to seven days, give or take. I'm gonna let this one settle for a little bit. We'll keg it up, and then we got a plan to pass some out. So, all right. 
Well, save a bottle for me because I'd love to try that. Yeah, that sounds good. You got it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fantastic. So that, that kind of leads right into the first story that we have for the old uh, what are you drinking, what are you going to drink um, after that segment. We usually talk about some craft beers, some things that are happening in the local economy. And one thing that is happening is, of course, COVID-19, where we are not allowed to leave our house. But Ryan, for the last few podcasts, you have specifically been like, man, can we just talk about the story? Can we talk about the story? Please, can we talk about the story? You, of all people... And I don't want to. I don't want to read. I don't want to be too prescriptive off of what we had on the notes here. But you've led a couple bottle sharings, a couple digital bottle passing po- uh, par- parties, if you will. W- what I'm talking about is a COVID nineteen tasted party. Now, how do you do that, right? But Ryan, lead off on kind of again. Don't be too prescriptive here on the notes as to exactly how you do a tasting party at home. We we get that. I think that's pretty similar. That's pretty clear. But h- how have you done that um, with with your, you know, your escapades as you've been rolling around with the folks at Brew, a couple other, you know, people that you've been doing these bottles, share digital, virtual things online. I know you've done a couple with, with a couple dozen folks so far. How's it gone? Fantastic. Um, that's that's the best word how I do can you, use. Well, to so how it. do you do it? Set the stage. Yeah. You don't actually have to move furniture around or set a stage. Just <laughs> talk about what you do. <laughs> well, first you got to send out an invite. No. No. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, as you guys know, you know, I frequent the place brew quite a bit and every last Tuesday of the month, they always have a bottle share. Well, you know, we weren't able to obviously get together and a lot of a lot of the familiars, we were doing a, uh, a virtual cheers from 630 to seven o'clock. Uh, we do it every Friday night. We all get on, tell everybody how our week is, uh, catch up with Christian and Jill and the gang. And, you know, I, I had this idea and I was like, hey, let's do a bottle share, you know, and my buddy Matt was like, yeah, we should definitely do a bottle share. And before you knew it, we had an event created. It was really cool. Uh, I think uh, it was only like 12 or 15 people somewhere in that ballpark, but it was just really nice to connect at another day, uh, you know, another time and day. Um, we all went to our stores, picked up something special, and then kind of uh, described everything based on Beer Advocate and what we were tasting and just went around in circles and had a really good time for about an hour and a half. Um so it's just been another way to stay connected. But I almost feel in a way like this whole thing has actually made us more connected. You know, uh, people yeah. have had to go outside their comfort zones to talk to people they haven't maybe talked to in a long time or to stay connected. Or there's, there's yeah, or they're stuck in a, in a virtual chat room with 12 people they don't they may not know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and they're just forced to talk. <laughs> yeah. You know, rather than going to a bar where they might just sit off on their own table and maybe not say anything, they're in a chat room with like 20 other people and we're all kind of talking over each other. But, you know, just getting a, a, a feel and almost feeling like we are somewhere else other than our homes for an hour or however it, long it, it is. It is super interesting because even like a super introvert, right, might feel comfortable if you're like, oh, yeah, well, I don't know all these guys, but I know Ryan and he knows Greg and Greg knows Tim and Tim knows Jeff and Jeff knows Wayne and Wayne knows Jessica. And then everybody's kind of talking and they never met each other. Right. But and like, that, I do. You, you hope get somebody that, that may not have themselves that way. They're like, well, I know Tim and then he knows Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it's one big well, happy family. You... I mean, we've done <laughs> beer. We've done. Uh, what are they, uh, Beer, virtual beer, beer can pong. shots and well we yeah. did virtual beer pong but uh you know we smashed some beers and uh you know with beer bongs and things like that so you know we find ways to 
to spice it up a little bit and make it fun and make it entertaining. So absolutely. Now, did you post? Did you post any of these on the uh, Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook page? I I did not record any of those. The other things that I've been doing, where I've been uh, talking with uh, people that have local businesses, I talked to uh, Brew at uh, at uh, Christian. Sorry, at Brew, I talked with uh, Matt and Debbie from Pi uh, Mead Road or Pi Pi Road Mead Works. He's sorry, gonna get one of these, right? Mead uh, Pi Roadworks. <laughs> yeah. Got it. <laughs> and I've, I've been doing a couple of interviews with people to see how they're adapting to overcoming the COVID-19 challenge and recording it and putting some content out there. That's what you see if you follow us on the uh, Craft Brews and Geek News uh, Facebook page. So, yeah, yeah. it's been really I, I fun. Just think it's fan- I think it's fantastic. And, and again, we'll, we'll post these notes. And so, like, in the, uh, in the episode notes for today, you can, you can kind of see how you do it. But, you know, if you're going to do a tasting party at home, like Ryan said, you can it, – it's so bizarre. And we, we've talked about this since, I don't know, August 2017 when we started this podcast it was like you could you know you get a piece of cheese a piece of chocolate and a piece of like you know charcuterie like like pepperoni or something and you try the same beer with all three of those pieces or you you pair them up in flights right where it's like a light-bodied beer and a light-bodied thing like like light cheese or like milk chocolate and then you move to like a heavy-bodied beer like a dunkel or like something really heavy like a porter like a stout and you eat that with the same piece of chocolate or you take your IPA and you eat that with a piece of spicy meat and it really just changes the flavors. So the idea of the COVID-19 tasted party is like Ryan said, you know, you get out of your comfort zone and it is really bizarre, but this stuff really works over this stuff because it's all individual, right? So what I envision for us to do in the near future is to literally organize that and say, okay, everybody, everybody get milk chocolate, dark chocolate, light beer, dark beer, Get this, get that, get a get a white claw and get some strawberries, and we'll we'll try we'll do the whole gambit and we'll do a whole big tasting panel, and everybody can kind of participate in their own way and, and like give their own like flavor, you know, perception of what it is. Um, but it is a really cool way to do like a, a tasting party. So um, I, I I totally support it. I totally dig it, and I think it's just awesome. I, I love that you're doing that, Ryan. Yeah. Now, do we have to buy jacuterie boards? <laughs> you don't have to buy the whole jacuterie like charcuterie board, Chicuri. but like. Literally, like with with some fruit, some chocolate, and some cheese, and three different beers, you can you can make some pretty bizarre and interesting flavors that either improve. What is it, Lost? They they balance, they improve, or they they depreciate the flavor, right? Or the, the flavor pairing. We did this back in the day when we first started this thing on our yeah. crackly microphones that we had. It was it was wild, but but the flavor discrepancies, the flavor changes that you can get out of this stuff is just bizarre. So. Definitely encourage you guys to do it. Again, these notes will be here, so so look them up and um, and seriously uh, chase down something like this. Because if you're interested in beer at all and you're bored at home, guess what? It takes you know three different beers, a handful of whatever you have in the fridge, and you can make a totally different experience for yourself. So if you're looking for weird ways to kind of pass the time, I highly highly suggest your your COVID tasting party because it, it's just cool. It's a really cool thing to do. Don't actually go taste a bunch of COVID though. No, no, that's yeah. not part of the instruction. Yeah, that's wait, you said COVID tasting party, and I felt like I needed to specify. Damn it, that's just what we're calling it. But whatever, <laughs> it's fine. Come over and taste some COVID. Yeah, just don't, <laughs> no, don't do that, Yeah, I'll sneeze in your face. Okay, right. everyone be safe. Right. Don't just sneeze in each other's faces, please. <laughs> oh, God, I have one more story. I had one more story for the beer section. Unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about. I wish there was an online platform to play Cards Against Humanity uh, with your social distance friends, because that Dude, would be great. There is. I, it's called Google Hangouts. Yeah. We're doing it right now. I've got a buddy who... But you would need cards. 
I have them. Do you have them? I don't have them. That's the thing. Like, if you don't have the cards, then... Because otherwise, I could just show you the screen, and whoever's the reader could, could read it, we could play. But if you don't have the cards, right. is what I'm saying. I'm going to debunk just like, that right now, because my buddy and a small group of his friends, they've been playing Pictionary, like, pretty much every two to three days. Like, through... there's I mean, they've been playing it, I believe, on PlayStation. But and how many times can you draw a penis? I mean, no, according to him, uh, how many penises do you want to see, Ryan? That's <laughs> according to him, infinite times. Okay, Yo, dude, it, dude, somebody started drawing. They drew like two angles, and he goes, "It's a Dorito." Oh, <laughs> and they're Jesus. like, like at this point, they're just like, "Stop playing!" Like, we don't want you to play anymore because you just you get it immediately. And so now he's just throwing out joke answers, and he's like, "It's a penis." <laughs> Like permanently. Pictionary is easy because you can share screens, and so anybody get that. Yeah. Anyways, we'll talk about this offline. We'll talk about this offline. We'll make we'll make a game. We'll either post <clears> it on <throat> on the, the Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook page, or we will invite you guys, the listeners, to join in with us, and we'll do it again. Ryan, I think we might want to pencil it in for your next uh, bottle share party or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Little Pictionary. Okay. Little. All right. Little Pictionary. The last. The last story that I had for the uh, the the beer section here in our podcast is this virtualtaproom.com. Have you guys heard of this? On the Just a uh, little bit today, I believe. <laughs> yeah. So Ryan, I thought you would like this the the most because what you have, if you, I, I can see that you're literally googling the link I, I have in the notes now. But if you were to have pulled it up, no, I'm already before, a fan on Facebook. I just didn't want to look there. No, well, don't look on the Facebook page. Look in that link above. The link above, which I'm copying now, I'm pasting into my browser, is um, is fantastic because what it is is if you've oh. actually logged in, registered, or what have you, um, you can see a bunch of like literal. Remember chat rooms like back in the AOL days where you had chat rooms that oh, you used to have to like, log into. Yeah, it's, it's not a chat room. Targets children. <laughs> yeah, I don't go to chat rooms anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's not a chat. It's a, it's a, it's a virtual tasting room. So like you're there in the room of. of like the breweries or whoever, and everybody's got a webcam, so everybody's in there talking to each other. It's just exactly like you want, oh. Ryan, except except that you can have, as a brewer, you can host a, a, a tap room, a virtual tap room, so that you are the brewery owner, and then you get all your patrons to follow you and come into that same room with you. Or you can do a virtual trade show where, like, maybe you're a guy that sells CO2, you know, replenishers or, or harnessers or kegs or, you know, plastic growlers or... You're a guy that just sells, you know, buttons for your brewery or coasters. <laughs> you can you can have like literally these virtual trade shows set up where if I'm just a guy that's in there and I'm like, oh, you know, it's a cool coaster. I want to buy that. How can I do it? Well, I'm the guy that makes them. I can tell you right now. You you go to this website. You you blah blah blah. This is how it does it. It's pretty cool because it's a free, you know, service that you can get into, and it's in its first stage. I get it. It's very rudimentary. It's not exactly far along in terms of technology or anything that's really polished, but virtualtaproom.com has been really cool because they just set it up on behalf of the guys who made um i want to say it was what was it i just got an email from from josh and i forget who what like what the background organization was but it's really cool how the hell are you supposed to piss off an uber driver by taking too long of a a pee break uh with a virtual tap room (laughs) i'm just saying it didn't happen Buy yourself another beer from your fridge. Mm. Yeah, so the, 
So the hmm. guy that actually sent it to me was the the, no. the secret okay. hoppers. So the the secret hoppers organization essentially they go in and whilst I've talked to you about this before, yeah. where breweries will pay you know a free pint or a twenty five dollar gift card to the brewery, whatever. If you go in and actually like rate the experience that you had, so their bartenders, their servers, their brewery, their beer, the experience you had, you rate it you rate it on their their website, and they actually give you like a report of what your staff or what your organization is doing wrong. So. The Secret Hoppers organization made this virtual taproom website, and I think it's really cool. So um, I do encourage you to check it out, virtualtaproom.com. Um, it is really cool. I think it's it's an idea that will be improved upon not only for the brewery industry, but I think for a lot of other industries will adapt something like this. But it's the first I've seen of it, so I really I really do like it. Now, so that I just want to throw off an off the cuff or throw up an off the cuff sort of question. Don't, don't throw up. Yeah, please don't. When business resumes and people can actually go out and, and venture, do you think we'll see a decline in this technology with the way breweries are connecting with their fans now, or do you think that they'll find new ways for people that maybe maybe you're stuck at home, you're you know you you uh, you got the kids for the night, you can't go out. Like, what if you still want to be feeling like you're there, but you know join in on a, like a live feed? I don't know, just something. Like, do you think they well, will see any of that, or am I just? Well, my, in my opinion, I think it's going to expand upon this. Because imagine this, dude. Imagine that you haven't been able to go out to your local brewery for the last sixty days, right? Which is really going to be the reality come May thirty, you know, the end of May or whatever, June first, June June thirty for whatever it is, end of end of June, if that's how long it lasts. These breweries, the people that, that harness this video technology, like like Christian and you know like like the guy like the guys at Brew, um, the guys that harness this correctly are going to be freaking celebrities <laughs> when they get out of here. You'd be like, I remember that one time, you, you know, I was stuck in my house and I could just connect with you and connect with the fans, connect with the, the patrons, and it, it held me together. It, it's just, you know, it kept me going during this time. Like they're technically going to be more, um, at, at more like literally adhered to the brand than they were before for the people that adapt this now opposed to those who never did right like i haven't yet had a, a conversation with sam you know from from uh dogfish head or from you know jim coke from from you know boston brewing company but if i did and then i got out of this thing i'd be more apt to say i love that brand because they these guys talk to me <laughs> when i couldn't leave my house Imagine that. Like, and if you're a local brewery, you have that very strong, very heavy power to say, yeah, man, we were trying to do all we could, not only to sustain our business, to take care of our employees, but to also just keep everybody informed that, like, we're still here, we're still making beer, we're not going anywhere. Like, that's the cool thing. I think the brands that wrap their arms around this tire, this tough time, even if they had to furlough, you know, half their staff or 90% of their staff or what have you, like, when they get out of this thing, they're going to be freaking celebrities if they're mastering the digital adaptation that people are taking right now. That's what I think. And so, yes, Ryan, I think that even when people go back to the bars, they're not going to have the same attention, focus, um, retention, retention of people that are watching their brands like they are right now because you are doing it. You do it all the time. You just you interviewed a bunch of business owners. And guess what? You're probably more tapped into them now getting out of this thing than you were getting you know, before we were in this thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and not I just mean, with breweries, but some other businesses as well. Yeah, absolutely. Let me last one. What do you think about that? Do you, do you think that's way off or, or what? No, I mean, absolutely. Anybody who is adapting to this technology, given the circumstance, is going to, they're going to profit and they're going to do, they're going to be better in the long run. But uh, 
I don't know, you know, I, I still feel bad for the old school mom and pops that are just like, ah, we've been doing it this way, and, you know, that just is what it is. So I, I yeah. sincerely hope it's not like a cutthroat type situation where, like, if you don't adapt to technology, you don't survive. But, eh, I mean... It's just the positive yeah. side of being able to be technologically sound, I think. Well... And just keep in mind, too, you know, in like the early 1900s when cars were being developed, there were still people that were selling horses as modes of transpa- transportation, right? I mean, that's like eventually, <laughs> right, well, eventually there were, there were more cars in the road than there were horses, which maybe at that time, 10 years before, there were, you know, no cars in the road. So, like, technology will take over. Now, am I saying, I'm not advocating for that to shut the, you know, shut the old school people out. I'm just saying, like, there, there is a shift that's coming, and if you close your, you know, <laughs> to keep it in the horse terms, if you put your blinders on, eventually you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna get overtaken because the way that we will come out of this thing, the way the world transacts, and the way that people interact with businesses and other things, it's going to fundamentally shift. It's going to change. That's for sure. So, to think that you can sit back and not um, be a part of this digital thing. I think is naive and it's it's probably inaccurate but you know only time will tell i guess that's just my opinion yeah and again i don't advocate for that i'm just saying like i i enjoy what ryan is is having fun in and saying like i've connected with so many breweries i've done so many things and and lost man you may not have picked up a growler that you ordered online before had it not been for this unique opportunity to say well this is the only way i can get a beer so i'm gonna try and do it I, I, and maybe this is how you order beer from now on i'll tell you what it was the you'll most, do it more than once I, i'll tell you that it was the quietest thing i've ever seen in my entire life because in a prius i silently rolled up called them from the with the windows up called them said hey i'm outside i'm in a prius and the girl walked out and handed me a growler. Said, we were wondering who that faggot was. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Oh, come on. I literally, I dropped it back in reverse and slinked away. No noise. The gas motor never yeah. kicked on. I just went, and I was gone. Yeah. With a growler. Well, I just like, don't. With a 64-ounce growler. But again, if you think about it from a business business perspective, like. They should have had a charger. Run- You're right. Well, it's cheaper in. to run this way. It's, it's a leaner staff, right? So, like, why wouldn't a small business... What we're talking about, like, we are talking about breweries and stuff, which 46% of them will disappear in the next 30 days. Yeah. Like, we, we are at a nationwide 8,700 breweries in the United States in February. It's, it's going to cut down to the four or 5,000 range by the end of this thing. I, oh. I guarantee it. But so what you're saying, there's no this, more bubble. Got it. Well, the bubble has been diminished. Did it pop or did it just squish back down? Because what it seems like is that if these breweries can can really pick up on the trends and the things, how they can operate their business with the leanest margin possible, then why couldn't Johnny's Brewery or Ryan's, you know, backyard brewery sustain itself with a minimal staff executing a good product, a unique product, and, and still making a profit ratio for the size and the scale of your micro, micro, tiny, teeny brewery, but then maximum output, right? I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to get at. Is like, I think there'll be some lessons to learn, specifically in the beer industry. Yeah. My I opinion. would pay money for Ryan to come out of his house and give me beer. I mean, oh. that's... <laughs> I'll just have to take my Swan, Belgium Swan to Brew. Donnie's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want you to go, yeah. here you go, bud. <laughs> Because yeah, I, I get it for free that way. It's great. You, you now have to show up on a bike, not your Prius. No, no. Come on, man. Prius is a good right. car. <laughs> All right. Not according we have to a Donnie. Couple. 
<laughs> yeah. No, I, I do love the Prius. I just give a lot of yeah. shit about it. Why don't you it? kick over a 55-gallon drum of diesel and then talk to me? That's pretty much what you're doing. <laughs> hey, you might as well. It only costs five bucks a gallon now anyway, so whatever. It's confusing this... to fill up now. I don't I saw understand. This, um, this meme earlier where this guy pulled up these. He pulled it to a gas station. He says, hey, how much can I get for this fiver? And uh, <laughs> like they just gave him the whole, the whole fucking gas <laughs> <Yeah>. truck. <laughs> That's me That's every funny. time I go into a gas station. It's very confusing. <laughs> Like, I go to Wawa now just for the subs. It's weird. <laughs> like, well, when you go to Wawa, you can get a sub or a full tank of gas. That's what's weird. I just go there for the sandwiches. I'm like, oh, I'm not here to fill up. Like, you guys can have the pump. I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> You're that asshole that parks at the pump because there's no parking spots available. No, like, I'll be right I park out. at the. I'm the asshole that parks at the back door, and I go, Ugh, I didn't want gas. I just needed a sandwich. You guys are the so only I'm ones with meatballs. As long as you're not that guy that parks his car at the uh, air pressure spot, because you know that's like it's free. that's that's that and then walk up. inside. You know, no, move, move, move. Okay. No. Speaking of moving, we are moving on. Uh-oh. We are now into the geek news section. Drink it on in, send it on back. Did you guys know it is Earth Day, 2020? Yarp. Happy, Happy Earth birthday, Earth Day. Or Earth. Happy birthday. Well, I don't know if it's Earth's birthday. It's just Earth Day. Well, it's definitely not Earth's birthday. Earth. I can Earth. say that Happy with Earth. very much confidence. Earth. <laughs> it's not that. I don't think it's Earth. I don't think it's Earth's birthday. I don't know how we would have that documented. As to Who else was at Earth's that party? <laughs> I'm confused. Jupiter. Well, Uranus. He's a real asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, Earth. During Earth's birthday, it passed right by Uranus. No, oh, Billy. God, that's horrible. <laughs> Even Ryan gave me a no on that one. Mm, that's a solid no. Anyways, did you guys know that with this COVID-19 crap that's going on, Europe and half of the world has noticed a literal 50% decrease in nitrogen dioxide emissions as well as CO2 emissions by April, by mid-April of this year. It is crazy. I, I posted some pictures here in New Delhi, uh, you know, obviously India, but you can't, you can't even see like through the arches that are pictured in this thing and then you look at it in in mid-april and it is literally night and day like a clear sunny day opposed to like a foggy horrible morning and that may have been timing or whatever when they took that picture but there is no denying that there are clear skies there in those places like china india italy spain you know united states even san francisco i'm sure like places that have been covered in smog and smut are clear as day because nobody is driving and haven't haven't been for the last 30 days so happy earth day mother earth 2020 you know let <laughs> let that crazy. be somewhat of a lesson to us in the way that we do things because and i'm not but where to get yeah. no it, as soon as we go back to work it'll all change again but not for those prius owners if you can see the effects of what we've done over the last we'll just call it a century you know, to, to the earth and, you know, uh, and see what, what can happen in just, what, 30, 40 days, or, th- well, well, let's call it two months, right? I mean, for the yeah. whole world as the world was shutting down. I mean, that's... I feel like, I feel like, like, April should from now on forever, at least April, if not the spring, be earth month, earth season. I'm not sure, because if we can do this much less damage in 60 days... Then we should just freaking do this every year, if not the entire year. Like, oh this my is god, crazy. Donnie, That'd that's cool. a great idea. 
Every every March and April, we get our own spring break. We don't have to go to work. It's a eight yeah, week vacation. It's wonderful. Work yeah, can just shut down. <laughs> oh yeah, I still that get would be amazing. I have to go to the gas that... station by myself. There's like no one else there. I'm just like, can yeah, I get gas, gas is... to go to work, please? Gas still? is almost. Gas is almost down to a dollar fifty. Like Lausman, do you remember when we lived in Michigan? I was in middle school. You were you were two years behind me, and gas was like seventy nine cents a gallon. I do. I mean, we are we are approaching that vicinity if we do this for another few months. Like that's crazy. But look I, at look at the uh, you know look at the levels of everything that's decreased and just been cut in half in the last two or three months. Like global warming is a thing. Al Gore said it best. But like man, we are heading in the in the positive direction of like change. I mean, this is wild. I, I don't want this to stay like it is, but but I'm happy with the change that it's causing, or at least the noticeable, you know, hopefully this, this causes a few more nonprofits to spike up and say, let's do something about it. Let's do that. Make the whole month of April. Don't drive anywhere month. I don't know. Like, whatever. It's, it's just wild, man, how much change this has caused. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I just, you know, if we're talking about changes, my, uh, my buffet percentages are way low. That's, that's the only thing I really, really miss is being able to go. Yeah, but your buffet you're, you're, budget. You're, you're, now. you're losing weight. You know. Ugh, yeah, don't thing. remind me. It's I don't, fine. That's the thing. No one's losing weight. I don't think. I don't think I'm losing any weight. I'm just sitting here eating ice cream and and smashing all the frozen meats I have. Dude, <laughs> like, I'm losing I don't think weight I'm eating. like crazy. How? I don't. How know. much fast food did you eat? Nothing, because I don't. I, like literally, I thought. So I was asked today, "Hey, do you want me to save these Burger King coupons?" I go, mm, "That's an awful lot of exposure. Probably just toss them." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Well, I basically just disowned Burger King for an entire month." I'm like, "Shit. Hope they send that shit again in a couple months." Possible heart attack? Ah, that'll take years. Possible coronavirus? Fuck that. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. no. 14 I'm days. Not going there. <laughs> 14 days. Yeah. <laughs> I can do as much damage as I want eating Burger King and then shake it off later. But... I'll eat a yeah. veggie burger. <laughs> thank you. You know what? Well, I'll it's funny. Yeah, what I did Pretty to good. inspire myself. I have um I got mailed a like a, a packet of Southwest Airline coupons for free drinks on the fridge and I'm like I'm just gonna sit on those for a minute and we'll see we'll see what happens Southwest I'm like obviously I'm you're not suckering me in with free with with booking flights right now buddy I'm like I don't think so dude not today friend um a friend of mine over like looked into flights and has permanently been monitoring like cheap flights ten dollars and no. fifty cents. To fly no. to Cleveland, Ohio. Who wants to go to Cleveland? <laughs> no Nobody one. That's why we Cleveland monitor. will pay you ten dollars to go there. Yeah, that's why we monitor this because it's like the least interesting place to go to. And so tell to me Costa Rica it, for ten bucks, and I'll I'll risk it, buddy. It used to be fifteen, and now they've lowered <laughs> okay. it. That's not a big difference. Then. It's not, but that's one way you can get to Cleveland okay. and back in twenty bucks. That doesn't make any sense. That's an Uber no, ride. Yeah. <laughs> that's an Uber that's... ride to like the other side of town. And now you can go to Cleveland for that. I just Ubered Uber to the bar or Cleveland. Dude, Uber <laughs> Cleveland uh, like Uber to a Cleveland bar. Boof. I ain't never. You'd be under thirty bucks all day. Oh, that would be hilarious. Yeah. It also would be a bad idea. Do Don't go to Cleveland. Yeah, it'd be a bad idea to go anywhere. Yeah. Not even right. during summer? 
I mean, go to Pizzazz Pizza, but that's about it. Don't go anywhere else. Just go to Pizzazz. Go fly up there. Go to one Italian pizza place, and then turn around and haul ass home. Dude, that is the biggest all. baller. That's the biggest baller move in the whole world. Oh yeah. You want to go to You want to go to Italy just for a piece of pizza? Hell yeah, I do. You want to go to Cleveland for a piece of pizza? No. Dude, there is. Why an, would I want to do that? There is an In-N-Out Burger in the Las Vegas airport. Just saying. All right. Well, that I didn't see that like when fun. I was there. Oh, you should have looked harder, buddy. Because but that I was would be only the in crowning the achievement. You didn't get that. Oh. I got it. <laughs> got it All now. right. Speaking of in and <laughs> I out, sh- I should have said, "Hey, I w- I went there. I was in, and then I was out." Ugh. You're the worst. Uh, Donnie yeah, yawned just, on that one. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Just just remember that for the uh, the tail end of this episode. But anyways, speaking of in and out. Wasman, you've been playing a little game called Rocket League. It's not a new game. Oh. We've all seen it on there before, but we have some discussions about not only that game that you've let me play on your PlayStation now, mm-hmm. we also played with Ryan on a couple other games where he got to play, even though he didn't own the games, and then we played that was or watched him play his Dragon Ball Z game. Just talk about PlayStation. What do you guys think about that? Are we, are we having fun with that thing since last time we talked on this podcast? Because that's when we introduced this little idea. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a great time. Um, there's been several games uh, with several different people that uh, I've been like, hey, you don't own this game. Why don't you try it out online? <laughs> and from their own, the comfort of their own house, I mean, we, you know, we've talked about this process, but from the comfort in their own house, they've been able to play my games. Um, but in addition to Rocket League, which is a fantastic game, uh, for anybody out there who's unaware or has never played, it's mixed between foosball and... Hockey and soccer, if I had to say. And car racing. Well, yeah, car racing. All the cars are the same. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, uh, it's been a great. Ryan time. played. Ryan played Witcher. He played Witcher three on my PlayStation from his. <laughs> that's tr- that's yeah. I didn't want to give back the controls. Yeah, yeah it's very yeah. interesting. Um, I bought the Jurassic Park game, Jurassic Park Revolution. Fantastic. Uh, let a couple of people try it. Uh, they loved it. They've actually bought it, most of them. Um, one of them just deleted all the fences and let all the, you know, uh, meat eaters roll around the park. See, if I, get to play your, if I get to play your version of Jurassic Park, that's what I would do. I would just immediately go into your park and delete all the fences. And you can huh. do that. Or you can just dart every dinosaur from a helicopter or a jeep and just have a great time doing so. But that's up to you. Yeah. So I think that like what I'm trying to get at is that it's it's a fantastic time to play video games right now because like you're just enjoying life, oh, yeah. loving video games, like just having a great time with it. I, I have been. <laughs> oh yeah. No, and there's the, but see, not every system's in enjoying that same sort of um, kickback. Uh, I hear tell of Nintendo Switches being sold out, sold out everywhere. And if you can find them, probably jacked up about one to two hundred bucks. Like I mean, they're just yeah. they're able to charge what they charge for a brand new <laughs> DS right now, which is wild. So Ryan, aren't you happy that you bought your your uh, Nintendo Switch? You know, a couple months ago. I am, and I just I'm on Best Buy right now, and they don't have anything in stock available online. <laughs> I just can't believe that of all systems, like if you look at this Nintendo Switch sold out everywhere, 
Xbox One, PlayStation Four, super cheap. Yep. I don't, I don't understand. Like I just don't. Why is the Nintendo Switch the, the game kids. to have? The, the, the kids, because uh, they're at home. Because the kids are at home. Yeah. The Animal Crossings, it's everything. That or maybe yeah. somebody who's wanted it for the longest time is like, fuck it, I don't have anything else to do. Animal Crossing is a twisted son of a bitch. Do you guys understand the premise of that game? Yes, You're literally sir. dropped on an island by yourself, and you have to build the island without connectivity or talking to anybody else except for the individuals that give you tasks to complete where you have to go pick fruit off trees or clear weeds out of your, your island garden. We I'm like, get God it. damn it. It's the show lost. We it's home. It's just home living. It's, it's what I have to do for my house. I now have to do that on a video game. Like, why Animal Crossing... Too soon. Too, Too soon. soon. I mean, you don't have to do it. Just let everyone die. <laughs> oh! What? what? Amazon has a buy-used Nintendo Switch for 530 bucks right now. Jesus wow. Christ. I'm going to sell mine for 500 bucks. I only bought the thing for 250 uh, or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to buy another one when all this blows over. There you go. Good yeah. news, The problem is I love that. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna say the problem is I love that switch. I can't get rid of it. I I play it all the time. Well, then it's kind of like good good news, folks. You know, in 2020, this is somebody telling you what, or excuse me, in 2019, somebody's gonna tell you in 2020. Hey, good news. In 2020, gas is gonna be a dollar fifty a gallon. Oh, really? Yeah. But a Nintendo Switch is gonna be six hundred bucks. Oh fuck! What the That's hell happened? Crazy. <laughs> so you'll trade an That's entire fifty-five crazy. gallon drum just to get a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> It's just insane. It's insane, but that that is that is the world we live in. So, anyways, yes, it is a it is a great time to be gaming. And if you haven't again been on the Facebook Facebook Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. group, um, <laughs> Craft Breeders and Geek News, I we all of us have been live streaming there as well. I live streamed the uh, Falcon Nine heavy launch today that that threw sixty satellites into the uh, stratosphere there that that will enable. Um, broadband internet for low-income communities and whatnot it is happening with spacex that's great but i also got to watch it from my oculus quest which is sick in vr and if you want to see what it looks like i was the only one of all of us on the uh, podcast i think several others that might be listening that were sitting in a movie theater today literally sitting in a movie theater setting now my one happened to be in the atmosphere <laughs> so it was a, a fake movie theater but it was amazing because you look to your left and you see look to your left and you see people sitting next to you look to your right you see people sitting next to you you could um drink your soda you could you can get a, a, a box of popcorn you could have the full movie theater experience but you were just literally watching spacex and then i went on to watch mission impossible and some star wars stuff and it was just really crazy but if you want again that that movie if you're missing that movie theater experience I literally just sat in my living room in one of my chairs here and watched a movie as if I was sitting in a movie theater. So it's, it's really incredible. It was a great experience. And if you want to see a two-minute kind of sample of that, um, flip over to the, uh, the Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook group, and, um, and you can see exactly what I, what I had been watching. So now, there, there's a, a, a... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying it was a shitty example of that, but, it, but it's really pretty cool what, what you can do. Now, there's an industry I wonder if is going to come back after all this because why does it need to it doesn't everything can right. be streamed online like yep. the, the the i guess the worry would be oh if if you make a new movie or new film whatever and don't send it to the movie theaters 
Right, because movie theaters, they make all their money off concessions. They don't make money off the tickets. They make it off the concessions. But if you can watch a brand new movie, let's say it was Star Wars, right? Uh, The the, the most recent one that came out. If we could have all gone to your house and there there would have had been a way to figure out, I guess, the volume of people watching it or maybe even through your 3D lenses – like you have to have an access code. You have to buy seats. Maybe even make it a virtual theater. You know, like that. And only so many people can can watch it at a time or whatever. How do how does the uh, movie industry evolve moving forward to play with the technology that we have, where the movie industry could just be like, "Fuck it, we'll stream it anyway." Yeah. Well, so you want this? You want me to take it? I was about to say, uh, well, no, I got a joke one because, in a nutshell, stop paying people millions and millions of dollars to act in those movies, and then you're good. Well, yeah, I'm not opposed to actors well, getting we paid. St- we don't right. pay their salary; we, we just pay for the movie ticket. Right, and we still we still want them to be in the movies. I get that, but what we don't need like to Ryan. I think what to Ryan's point and lost your point too. We don't need to spend $18 a piece to go see a movie, right? Yeah. I mean, take Mulan, for example, right? The new Disney movie Mulan is going to be dropped on Disney Plus in July. So let, let's see what happens. Let's see how many more subscriptions they get. Let's see what the anal- analysts, because there, there's going to be analysts that are crunching numbers, a room full of them, 30, 40, whatever people are going to be crunching these numbers Six to see apart. How, much, how much money they made by releasing a direct a, a, a theater a theatrical release directly to Disney Plus, right? Netflix same way, Hulu, what have you, you know, whatever it may be. They're going to release that theatrical movie right onto Disney Plus and let's see how much money they either make or lose. I guarantee Ryan to your point. It, there is no reason to have an AMC if I were Mars candy bars or M&M's or Nestle or what have you, I would say, hey, listen, when is that movie going to drop on Netflix? Boom. We'll, we'll also put a package where you can get your two fucking, you know, packs of M&M's or Skittles or whatever you freaking want and your 20 ounce of Coke shipped right to your house so that when May 21st flips around, you've got that at your doorstep, dude. Just open your door. You got your ice cold Coke and you got your, your, your candy bars ready to go. Enjoy your movie, dude. It drops today. Like, that's, that's what I think the future of it is, Ryan. I don't think that the movie theaters need to be there anymore. I really don't. I don't see why. I don't love going to the movies. I really don't. The only reason I do, like going with you guys. This <laughs> Netflix party thing that we talked about a couple weeks ago, you can still do that with anything. If it's Netflix party, it can be Disney Plus party. You can watch all your movies you want to with all your friends online right now. You can just do it. Now, you you I, can do it now. I will throw this out there. So I did read an article just about a week or two ago um, about um, so here in Lakeland, Florida, they uh, there's a place called the Silver Moon uh, Drive-In Theater, and it's been around for I think going on almost like a hundred years, um, or you know somewhere close to that, like seventy to hundred years, and it's actually seen a resurgence. Like it's it's always been popular. But now it's like actually gaining more popularity because it's a place you can drive in and literally just like keep your windows up. Yeah, windows up. I think you tune into a radio channel. I don't I've never been. You either tune into a radio channel or you put like a localized speaker. Basically, you pull into a movie theater, you can see a brand new movie um, or really, really semi new, um, you know, and before it's out on digital. And you can do that with a bunch of other people and everyone just stays in their cars. It's very odd. Well, and I. 
I literally just saw this article that said it was the there was the only one drive-in theater that has been operational through her. And maybe it wasn't Lakeland because they said through hurricanes, through tornadoes, yep. through storms, through whatever. And they kept screaming. He's like, even when I didn't have power, the park was you know the movie theater was still open. I didn't have any cars in the parking lot, but the movie theater was still open. Mm-hmm. And they're showing day one releases, and people are in their cars, and they they don't open their windows. They like yeah. I said, they tune in the radio, and they can watch brand new releases. Like what? That should be how you do it. Then you roll your window down, or you you contactless pay, and you say, hey, listen, I'm gonna Venmo you my ten dollars for a ticket. I'll pull up wherever I want to and watch the stupid movie if I want to. Like yeah. that's great. Do that. Like what? I don't want to sit next to anybody. I can bring my own booze. I can bring my own snacks. Like that sounds like a great deal for me. Yep. Lakeland's if been I'm doing sitting it. in the car, not driving. <laughs> yeah, Lakeland's been doing it for a long time. They the silver booth is have, still open. That may have been the movie theater they were talking about. They were like there was only one movie theater in the entire United States that is watching day one openings. So I don't know if it was Lakeland, but I'm like there is there is like maybe it is a resurgence for drive-in movie theaters that like you can do that still if you want to. Yeah. I think that again, guys. What I'm saying is that I think this population social distancing thing is not going to go anywhere immediately even after the bans and stuff get lifted i do not think it's going to go away so fast i think it will stick around and i think some smart marketers some smart businesses some old businesses will reinvigorate themselves to 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 really shine through this thing and then and then overcome you know the next hurdles and and foreseeable future that comes i think it's it's why not (laughs) yeah yeah Dude, again, before all this COVID stuff, the the line to get into the Silver Moon is like, boop, like a pretty long. It's about a half mile, maybe a mile. Like, I mean, when they're opening up for Showtime, right before. Dude, it's crazy. Like, how this place is so popular, I don't really get it. But I like it in this new economy. What it makes me want to do is go throw a, a giant 40 by 40 screen across the street, tie it to my trees, and then charge people to sit down the street in their own cars and watch the movie while it's going on. Like, I just think that'd be a fun thing to do. Like, I think that's a business opportunity that people are missing out on. Five bucks a head. Why not? But you don't own the movies, and that's pretty much copyright infringement. So I don't know if you can do that and charge people for it, but I'm all about somebody figuring that out, and I will throw it on this podcast right now. They're just Figure paying for out. the spot. They're not paying to watch the movie. That just happens to have the movie Well, but on. if you're not paying to stream the movie <laughs> to other people, then you're technically showing it off to people that you shouldn't be doing, and that's copyright. Yeah, it's whatever. Anyways, we're not going to get there, but I'm saying there's a business idea there. Somebody capitalize on it. Give us props. Craft News. Be- <laughs> Craft-, <laughs> Craft News. <laughs> Jesus. Take three. Craft Brews Take- Geek. <laughs> Craft Brews Geek News, April twenty second. This is it. Movies on the street. Charge people to watch them. Do it in your front yard. Go for it. Yep. That's all I'm saying. I like it. All right, um, but yes. So we have a bunch of those uh, gaming videos on on our Facebook group. We got a bunch of uh, me <laughs> playing Battlefront with Deems when I was doing the PIP. So I'm actually playing the game, watching the TV. It was it was pretty interesting. I was supposed and I had to be really, there that night. I know you were, but that's when you went Harry Potter, and, and we'll we won't talk about that now. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a blast. And then again, uh, you know, getting to watch the rocket launch, sitting in a augmented you know uh, space capsule, watching literally the rocket come at you as you're watching it on TV. It was really phenomenal. I encourage you guys just take a peek at that. It was pretty bizarre, so it was just really cool. But I, I, I do enjoy this level of technology and immersion that we're getting into, and I think that it is a way of the future. I think it's going to get more intense. If nothing else, this may 
have been the linchpin that that rockets VR to the next level. Last man, you're talking about getting a, a, a gaming PC just to play VR. What well, iRacing? These guys that tell us about the iRacing thing and how this circuit of NASCAR drivers that can't drive are driving on that. One of the guys got banned. Yeah. One of the guys got banned. Well, technically, he can't even NASCAR point. anymore. Wait, what? So, yeah. so the whole iRacing thing um, in a world of no live sports. Uh, NASCAR has somehow survived. They've switched over to this iRacing, which is where, you know, they're able to replicate the races that, you know, it started out this way. They were able to replicate the, uh, replicate, uh, the, uh, the races that they would be driving. Um, and they're just doing it for fun. So their sponsors aren't making any money on this. They're not actually making any money as race car drivers or anything. They're literally just donating their time, and they're doing this thing that a lot of people can actually access. So really, really so, cool. So, so iRacing, Ryan, just to, to ground you in what it is and those out there, iRacing is literally a competitive, like, fully immersive, as in three screens around you. You have a full rig. You are driving a car. You have a stick shift. You have all the buttons that a NASCAR driver would have. It is like 3500 bucks if you wanted to do it in your own living room. You could. You could literally buy the rig right now, and some of them have actual tilt. So when you yep. turn, the car moves, your seat moves, that kind of stuff. It is legitimate stuff that, that people have been doing for years. But the NASCAR industry, since they have not been able to race, all the drivers, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is is driving a car in this virtual reality um, rig that yeah. is called iRacing. And all of the NASCAR guys that are typically in the circuit, like Wow said, have have taken to these races and they're doing these for fun and they're raising money for charity and that kind of stuff which is great but this is a reality that could be a potential sustainability piece for nascar driving zero emissions no no waste no seats in but you know no no traffic no no people no gathering no waste, no 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 people going to jail no people getting in fights no people getting killed from race car parts when they explode yep. like it's crazy i'm actually watching a happening. clip right now on facebook it is amazing Def- it is incredible yeah definitely clue into some more of that because they're even so it started out like very like neutral and very like hey let's just continue doing our nascar thing but now it's gotten to a weird level and it's actually amazing so what's happened is um there was actually a race for IndyCar, which is, for those of you who aren't too familiar with it, it's the open wheel, like, American-style racing of, like, basically it's American F1 racing. So the open wheel car is very, very fast, um, usually a lot of technical stuff. Uh, so they just straight up, because there's no cost involved, they just straight up invited Dale Earnhardt Jr. Like, they just said, hey, you know, you're a pretty cool race car driver, come on by. Like, why don't you race with all of us? And he did. Like, he didn't need to get a new race car, new sponsors, new pit crew. He didn't need to do any of that. He just was able to tune in at the same time and go, yeah, sure, I'll just race in that race. It's something completely different than NASCAR. I'll just go ahead and do it. And he did. And it was awesome. Like, we had retired race car drivers that were in Bobby Labonte. He actually was in and uh, he was in the uh, the Italy race. Like, it was just crazy. People who shouldn't be racing in race cars are now racing in race cars digitally, and everyone can watch it. You can usually catch these on YouTube. Um, Fox Sports actually picked them up. I, I've mentioned that the other day. Which is crazy. And as, as e-games gets crazier and crazier, like, why would this be a thing where, like, yeah, if you're good enough at doing it in your freaking basement, like, why couldn't you race against Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Like, you could. You well, potentially could. And that's what happens. So the winner of 
the uh, the Italy race was actually he was actually just an eye racer. He has no no real race car or anything. He just does eye racing, and he actually won the race because the people who have such high like you know seniority or they're actually well to do in the eye racing community they were invited as well as well as actual race car drivers and and he might drivers. beat him. <laughs> they That's did the craziest um, thing. The, the guy. He he has his his Twitter handle and his Instagram handle were his sponsor for his car. It was all over his car. So like he got like a bunch of you know subscribers and all that jazz from just this race where he won against actual race car drivers, and everyone is just having a good time with it. And it's the only live sports you can see. And the craziest thing, Ryan, is that one of these racers that actually is a NASCAR, I believe, last correct me wrong, NASCAR racer. He he was playing this game, thought it, you know, just throwing it to the side like it's fun, some fun thing. He he let a racial slur go, and he got fired from NASCAR yeah. for playing a video game. That's actually kind <laughs> of like, a sad story. Yeah. Yeah. It is sad. It's very sad. But like, who dude, was that? It was uh, uh, Kyle his... Larson. I think is his name. Yeah, I forget his name. But like, so it's he actually serious... got banned or just fired for? Dude, now? he got no. He got no, fired. He got like, fired. so all of his he was sponsored by McDonald's, and like McDonald's immediately dropped him. And then all the rest of his sponsors pretty much dropped him. And then they kicked him out of NASCAR. And they said, hey, you're no longer a race car driver. And it's a shame because he actually was the product of the, uh, the I think it's the Drive for Diversity or something like that. Um, NASCAR has like a, uh, almost like a scholarship, quote unquote, scholarship type of thing to uh, promote race car drivers who wouldn't really usually make it into the big leagues. Um, and he was the product of that. So kind of really sad because it, it, it's it's very sad in that particular example but dude like that just goes to show you how much of a serious game this is like you thought yeah. that being a professional call of duty player or whatever was like a real thing yeah sure whatever but like this is a real thing and i could again again ryan we're talking about things that will progress you know how we think about this at, at post covid19 you know how we how we think about society and things like this is a reality that is coming to age because of vr because of you know the immersive gameplay because of the fact that for again a couple thousand bucks you could have this in your living room or your basement like this is a real thing like it's it's very bizarre but it, it's very real yeah uh one of the races in that italy race uh was monza madness it's a race that technically makes no sense to actually hold it's a very very tight technical course where I would say every 20 to 30 laps, there's a crash, a very serious crash where somebody could die in real life. And these guys, they just loaded like 30 or 40 drivers up and just sent them. They were like, ah, no, you're fine. Because like, it's all digital. There were several serious crashes that somebody would have absolutely been hurt. <laughs> and but no one did. was hurt. Everyone yeah. was fine. In fact, the I only mean, casualty was somebody who had a very complex racing sim where their chair moved when they turned the wheel and they got you know came into contact with things they hit they a hit wall, wall so, hard so hard that their chair, their chair dumped them dumped out, them out. <laughs> and they fell out of their racing <laughs> sim and he was like whoa did that just happen <laughs> like he was fine now, obviously because he was an adult yeah. who was sitting in a chair who just dumped him but man it was now, hilarious now fast yeah, fast forward a couple decades, and all of a sudden it's real life Wally, right? We're like we're all three hundred pounds, and we can just uh, you know uh, we just sit in our our rocking chairs, and we don't move, and we don't get any exercise, and whatever. But like, dude, like this is just showing you that if people accept it now in this dire times, there there will be a segment of the population that continues to follow this, and this may grow bigger, better, faster, 
than than current day. And, and NASCAR is the first example because, yeah, sure, it's fine. But just imagine basketball or football, you know. Or imagine you're playing Blitz, right? Like you couldn't do half the power slams that you can in Blitz, but you can, right? You couldn't do that in real football, but no. you can in Blitz. So, like, it makes it more exciting. Rocket League, you cannot put cars on a soccer field yeah. and kick a damn soccer ball into a goal. But perhaps if we can't leave our houses for 60 days, we get used to it. And then all of a sudden, the population that used to be 30,000 gamers is now 3 million gamers, and it's a, it, it, you can get paid to do it. It's crazy. Rocket, it's absolutely crazy. Rocket League is a good time. <laughs> I would love I'm to just see saying that in real it, life, but it's never going to happen. It, it kind of compounds on itself, right? Like how, how ingenious this all is, and this is the ingenuity that I'm talking about. Like there will be things that happen that happened in the last, since April, since February, what have you, that will sustain and grow significantly moving forward after this thing. Like, I'm just telling you that is what will happen. I promise you that. And this time next year, we'll be looking at a totally different esports, e game, what have you landscape that just simply didn't exist this time last year. Crazy. I'm excited for it because, hey, man, maybe there's a game in there that you'll love. Competitive magic. I mean, I know, Ryan, that already exists, but like, dude, it, it's never been. I've never had a stronger stake in the ground for something like that to be a sustainable, like, a real thing as to right now. <laughs> D&D, same thing. You can play that over the internet. We've tried a couple times to do that with our group. We'll get better at it, I promise you, boys. But, like, it is crazy times, and this is spurring ingenuity for this kind of stuff to spur and to make it really come to fruition. So I'm excited about it. Well, you probably won't see that because it costs two mana to have a stake in the ground. So, no, geez. <laughs> Speaking of that. Come on. All right. Well, ah. we've been talking enough, and I'm sorry. I, I got on a tangent with the, the the esports and video game thing, but I'm just very excited about it because I, I love doing that stuff, and I think it's a lot of fun. So, He said mana, and automatically my mind went to Magic the Gathering. So. That, that's where <laughs> that's I was why he said that. <laughs> Gave us. All right. Well, it has been a rather packed show, and I think that we are at about time. But, boys, anything else before we wrap up tonight? Yeah. Stay safe out there. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of stay safe, everybody stay socially distant. Um, wrap your face if you go into Publix or do whatever. If you're looking for toilet paper, go in early. <laughs> I'm taking um, it to the next level. I'm staying emotionally distant. Now, there you go. That works, too. <laughs> um, just be safe. Stay safe. Uh, Mr. Lossman, where can the good kids find you? At my house. No. Uh, nope. <laughs> what's sorry. your What's your home address, please? In yeah. <laughs> it's a three four nine. No. Um. Uh. I could be found on Twitter at Mr. Lousman. Trying to tweet more. Trying to uh, Facebook more in this digital age of all this communication, whatnot. Um. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm floating around there. Hit me up. All right. And uh, Mr. Broodboy eight one three. Yeah, uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Broodboy813, uh, also on the Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook page. Uh, where I've been Very active. Been very active and uh, doing a lot of interviews, so if you're out there and you have a small business or you know, you're trying to adapt to these times, uh, then I'd be happy to uh, talk with you and do a, do a little Skype interview. We'll put it out there, let people know who you are and what you do and what your story is on uh, improvising, adapting, and overcoming this uh this situation and um you guys stay safe out there yeah i i, I do want to reiterate what ryan's saying um if there are any small businesses <clears throat> if there are any small businesses that want to talk to us or want to share their story 
Um, the email address that you can reach us at is info at brewmasters.club info at brewmasters.club and um, if you shoot us an email then say hey man I'd love to talk to you guys talk to you about what what's going on in my business what's going on in my world um, my people the way that my staff's been impacted or anything we can do to help you or to promote your story please do reach out to us there otherwise as Ryan said the uh, the Facebook group craft Bruce gig news is just a great way to engage with the audience that we have I really think that we're almost up to 200 members in that group, which has been crazy over the last two or three months. We've grown substantially, so please do reach out to us. It is an active group. We, we talk. It's nothing but positivity and great stories and fun things, tidbits. Leonard um, from the uh, Florida Hot Farm there has been really positive about all the things that he's been, been tweeting out and putting out to, uh, to our group, so I really do appreciate it. You can find me there specifically on Twitter, um, Brewmasters Club, or at Brewmasters Club, as well as Instagram. Um, but the uh, the other thing I want to plug is our YouTube channel, uh, Craft Brews and Geek News. Again, on YouTube, I put out random stuff there. Sometimes it's Let's Plays, sometimes it's you know how tos, sometimes it's you know Disney World tips or Star Wars you know tidbits, green screen videos that we put out there just to give you guys a little uplift and some hellos and some happiness in, in this time of, of craziness. Um, do check us out there, uh, but I, I do appreciate you guys. And um, you know, you can always contact the show at, at Brewmasters Club Cast on uh, just be using a hashtag, a hashtag Brewmasters Club Cast. Reach us there anytime. That's a cross platform so you can find you. And Ryan, as we say at the end of every podcast, all you have to do is go in and go out. <laughs> all right. Weird. Love you guys. Stay safe. Wear your face mask. Don't shake hands. Use hand sanitizer. Don't touch your face. Shake hand sanitizer. Got it. <laughs> no. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.